the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is 534. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. You can listen to it anytime, anywhere via the podcast feature at 989theanswer.com. You miss show content. Aaron is very diligent about posting it in half-hour increments for you. Perfect for a brisk walk, morning workout. You can leave a message for us after hours, anytime you like. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is our number. Perhaps uh, one of you will avail yourself of it now to offer me a suggestion to solve a debilitating issue in the Hooli household. Uh, My wife was rather disconsolate today. She's rarely, in fact, extremely rarely that way. Um, And in getting to the bottom of her uh, mood, (laughs) disappointment, she wasn't in a mood, she was just disappointed. She was vexed. She was perplexed uh, by a computer issue. I think, Aaron, I've hit upon one of the main reasons Bill Gates is one of the five richest men in the world. Bill Gates of Microsoft. You know who the richest man in the world is? He's going up in space this week. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Bezos. Bezos. uh, Bezos, $177 billion. Elon Musk is number two. I don't know this gentleman. Bernard Arnault. You know Bernard Arnault? He's third at $150 billion. I don't. CEO of LVMH, the world's largest luxury goods business. Christian Dior. Something else. So Bill Gates is fourth. Zuckerberg is fifth. So Bill Gates is the Windows guy, right? So here's the situation that happened with my wife. Okay, so she has an old computer for which she was operating on Windows 7, okay? So old, right? Remember when Windows 10 came out everybody complained about Windows 10 and Windows 10 was a bust and Windows 10 had a bunch of glitches in it and all that? Trust me, it was a thing. So she bought back when you used to buy your operating system on a compact disc and you would insert it into your computer and put that on your computer, okay? Okay. So she's working. It's got all her banking on it, all her her documents and things like that. And she's working on the computer. Well, Microsoft updated her software. So when they updated her software, they updated it to like, whatever Windows is now. Like, what's that thing you have me log into that I get, like, all the Windows stuff? (laughs) Office.com? Right. It's like an app. Yeah. So now she cannot... Every time she tries to access a document she had under Windows 7, it says you're not licensed to use this product. They are forcing her to pay a licensing fee for Office 365 when she already had a Windows operating system on her computer that they updated and sucked out of her computer. <laughs> yeah. So like- she can she does not have the disk anymore. If she had the disk, she could reload it. She doesn't have the disk anymore. 
So she either has to go to a flea market, a computer flea market, and find a Windows 7 disk, or maybe somebody knows an end around on this. Do you know an end around on this? 844-TALK-99 if you know an end around on this. Help (laughs) me cheat Bill Gates out of. She says it's like 90 bucks a year for Office 365. Yeah, well, if there weren't updates, these things would continue to work. Correct. But she said she's not she's she she is smart enough, but she said to me, I'm not smart enough to know how to set my computer so it won't update. Now she must have had it set not to update, and I don't know what happened. But anyway, I thought I'd, you know, use this bully pulpit for a purely personal reason and see if anybody can help me save the because look at this, over ten years, is it gonna squeeze us out of a grand when we already bought the Windows seven? <laughs> Yeah, but that's the new business model. I know it is. I'm just saying, I don't like the new business model. If they made a washing machine that would work for the rest of your life, they'd never sell you another washing machine. Well, I don't know. My Maytag's going pretty strong. (laughs) Shout out Clintonville Electric, even though you're not in business anymore. I don't know how, because that sucker really works. Uh, Here's another business model I don't approve of. The Democrats plan to never lose another election. Congratulate the Biden administration and all your leftist friends, folks. Border apprehensions are on track to set an all-time record. Yeah. No. That is the truth, sadly. Apprehensions have surpassed one million. Apprehensions, okay? How many do you think they catch? Do you think they catch 50% of the people coming across the border? I don't. Apprehensions have surpassed one million for 2021 for the first time since 2006. That means we are certainly going to set a record because they end this. They cut this off. The fiscal year ends on September the 30th. So we're going to set a new record. They think uh, they will surpass the 1.7 million um, in 1986. Man, 1986? Who was president in 1986? Was that Reagan? I think it was Reagan. And 2000, George W. Bush, 1.67 million. So the Democrats say, well, you know, it's not a problem. They're not illegal immigrants if we make them citizens, which they intend to do via, of course, a sneaky, underhanded, you know, unethical, rotten, stinking way by just throwing an immigration citizenship thing in the budget bill because, of course, it has nothing to do with the budget and they're not going to get a single Republican vote to do it either because they're going to do it via that sneaky, underhanded, lousy reconciliation procedure, but only if the House parliamentarian lets them do it. Problem they have is they have to get 50 Democratic votes, in other words, every Democratic vote, in order to rely on the co-president, Kamala Cruella DeVille Harris, uh, to break the tie. And they're not sure that Joe Manchin of West Virginia or Kristen Sinema of Arizona will go along with this. I'll tell you this right now. If Kristen Sinema votes for a budget that sneaky double-crosses automatic citizenship and green cards on illegal aliens, 
Yes, and I know that's a, a politically incorrect term. It also happens to be a uh, accurate term. If she does that, well, that will tell us she's very much sick and tired of being a senator from the state of Arizona because you will never win re-election if she votes for that. Trust me on that. Uh, and here's the deal. Just, just mark this down. If they try to do this and the House parliamentarian says, no, sorry, you can't do that in a budget bill, there will come a day, and it won't be long, when they will deny they ever tried to do it. Because this is the playbook of the left. They've done it on critical race theory. Oh, critical race theory. Oh, we're not teaching critical race theory. Uh, the dog whistle. You know, you Republicans, you're crazy. We're not teaching critical race theory. And then the American Federation of Teachers comes out and says, oh, by the way, we have a legal defense fund for any teacher that's teaching critical race theory. And we want you to keep teaching critical race theory. And then they say, well, okay, we're teaching it, but it's really, really complicated. You wouldn't understand it. They They are doing this now on... Voter ID. When the lying, disingenuous Joyce Beatty, Matt Walsh, by the way, of the Daily Wire, uh, had a tremendous, tremendous tweet today at Joyce Beatty, who's still trying to take a victory lap for her grandstand play of getting arrested on uh, Capitol grounds, claiming that she was... Uh, joining with other uh, African-American women uh, in support of making sure they can vote. Uh, Matt Walsh tagged her on the tweet. Her tweet was, Black women are demanding our right to vote. We're marching to the Senate to send a strong message. And Matt Walsh's tweet to her was, Words cannot describe the courage it takes to demand a right you already have which literally no one is trying to take away from you. Yes, that is correct. But Joyce Beatty and James Clyburn and Kamala Harris and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, how many of them on the Democratic side have all decried, oh, voter ID, oh, it's racist, it's horrible, it's terrible, it's awful, it's voter IDs, trying to restrict Raphael Warnock, all of them. And then they did a little polling and they found out that, oh, what do you know, Americans... Support voter ID. And now James Clyburn, the man who Joe Biden owes for making him president, Clyburn uh, saved Biden's sorry bacon in the North Carolina primary at a time when Biden was dead in the water and Bernie Sanders was about to become the Democratic nominee. James Clyburn said, oh, I've never opposed voter ID. You go back. I always have my voter ID with me. I've never opposed voter ID. You know how you're lying when you're a Democrat? Yes, I know. Your lips are moving. When the Washington Post fact checker gives you four Pinocchios and you're a Democrat, uh, that's really a big lie. And James Clyburn said it. So that's the Democratic playbook. They tell you something that's ridiculous. Then they claim they never said it. Then they're caught. And then they fudge it and say, well, you know, I, I, what I meant was this. So they're trying it, backdooring citizenship onto millions of illegal aliens. 
They may not be able to get away with it. And if they don't get away with it, they'll claim, oh, you imagined that. That never happened. You must be crazy. Five forty nine, Bruce Hooley show. Shout out to the uh, listener who provided a little alternative for my wife to try on the computer. I have to let you know how that one works out. Appreciate it very much. I know Mike Lindell would appreciate it if you would avail yourself of his many great products at mypillow.com. What are you waiting for? I'm telling you. At the end of a long day, it is awesome to lay down in bed and just sigh because the comfort level is off the chart. And I do that. I'm not putting you on. I do that every night. And my wife and I will say, oh, our bed is so awesome. And it is because of the MyPillow mattress topper. The Giza Dream bed sheets going in the laundry today. They'll be back on the bed tonight. They're phenomenal. And, of course, I'm extremely territorial about my personal MyPillow. Love it. It has prevented me from waking up with a stiff neck because my head doesn't move. The pillow holds your head right where you position it to be held throughout the night. You hollow out a little space, however deep you want it, and it just cradles your head right there. It does not go flat. You don't need to do the um, the Stuart Scott cool as the other side of the pillow. The side of the pillow you start with is always cool. I don't have to do the midnight pillow flip. And you'll flip over the price savings when you use the promo code Bruce at MyPillow.com. The MyPillow mattress topper. The Giza Dream bed sheets are buy one, get one right now. The uh, pillow is $29.98. And the towels. The towels are really very underrated. Uh, Sherry and I stayed at a Airbnb one time, and the towels were just like, it was amazing. It was like, I feel like royalty with these towels. Well, I looked up the brand name, and I went to buy them. Oh, I understand why I felt like royalty. The prices were ridiculous for towels. Well, Mike Lindell has found the best cotton manufacturer in the U.S., and he's making that kind of a towel, and the price is crazy good. I think it's $39.99 for a six-towel set. So go for it at MyPillow.com, and always use the promo code Bruce, 800-856-9340, 800-856-9340. I was talking about the inconsistency of the left. They'll tell you one thing. We're not teaching critical race theory. Are you crazy? We're not teaching it. And then the American Federation teacher says, we have a legal defense fund. We're going to defend anybody who teaches critical race theory, and school boards try to stop them. Hmm. Those don't add up. Neither does it add up. The Democrats have been prattling on about voter ID is racist, voter ID is racist, voter ID is racist. And now everybody in the country goes, no, actually it's not. Everybody's got an ID. Now the spin from the left, uh, from James Clyburn, from Raphael Warnock. I've heard it from Raphael Warnock. I never said anything bad about voter ID. Why? What, who, me? I'm, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Jen Psaki wants Facebook to crack down on misinformation out there. Misinformation. And that, uh, you know, they should ban you. And then when you say, well, you're not supposed to be doing that. She's like, well, um, you know, we're uh, we're just we're just trying to do what's best for you. We're trying to do what's best for you. It's not that it's not that we object. So it's best for you. Yeah, sure, right. So if 
you're not putting any pressure on Facebook, does that mean that uh, the guy in Colorado is no longer under any pressure to bake a cake for a couple that he does not sanction their marriage? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I tried to apply logic to a democratic policy. Yes, I understand. It doesn't work that way. Mm. Now, we had a little situation develop on the conservative Republican front over the weekend. Aaron, did you hear about this flap at the Turning Point USA confab in Tampa, Florida? Charlie Kirk, our friend Charlie Kirk, who's on at noon here on The Answer. Charlie Kirk has this Turning Point USA thing where a lot of young conservatives show up, 15, 16-year-olds. Did you hear about who showed up as a VIP? Yes, I don't really know the details, but yes. Now you're smart not to know the details, <laughs> whether you know them or not. Uh, a a woman named Brandy Love, I don't believe that's her real name, uh, it's her working name. She is an uh, actress in the uh, adult movie industry, and she showed up as a VIP at the Turning Point USA conference. Now, uh, Brandy Love, I have not sampled her um, uh, work, uh, but apparently she uh, makes available on social media uh, some of her content, shall we we say. And uh, once they discovered who she was, she was taking pictures. You know, she's a social media. She's using social media to... um, further her reach and influence. Uh, so once they figured out who she was at this Turning Point USA conference, they ran her out of there. They were like, you got to get out of here. You're not a VIP. You're not, we don't want you here. Get out of here. So then she, of course, is horribly, terribly, awfully offended. Oh, look, it's a religious conservative organization and it's intolerant. And so I had an actual argument with a friend of mine today who's extremely conservative. And he said to me, He said, look, you know, if she's a conservative (laughs) politically, because she's certainly not conservative in other ways, but if she's conservative politically, then our tent should be big enough to welcome her in. Now, the same viewpoint is put forth by a guy I really like, Ben Dominich. Have you ever seen Ben Dominich on Fox News on the 7 o'clock show? He's fantastic. I love Ben Dominich. Ben Dominich says, big tent party. She's a, he referred to her as a businesswoman. Well, she's a working girl, as of sorts. But uh, I, so I evaluated what my friend told me. I evaluated what Ben Dominich told me. I evaluated what Turning Point USA did in running her out of there. And somebody said to me today, they said, look, um, they would welcome Ben Shapiro as a VIP at the Turning Point USA conference. And Ben Shapiro from a religious perspective, thinks totally differently than we do about the main tenet of our Christian faith. Ben Shapiro does not share the same viewpoint on uh, Christ's significance in the plan of salvation that the Christian religion believes. 100%, 1,000%, I believe that. And so he said, you know, look, it's like if you're going to allow Ben Shapiro to come in and we have that fundamental difference with him on religious theology— then we shouldn't run off someone who shares our political, you know, uh, viewpoint, ideology, our political ideology, even though she may, she's also, you know, walking certainly disobediently in her own way. Here's the difference, in my opinion. I disagree with my friend on this. 
I don't believe Ben Shapiro is going to a Turning Point USA conference trying to convert Christian kids to his religion. And you can say, well, she's not there. She's a porn star, but she's not there to try to, you know, sleep with the 15-year-old boys or get the 16-year-old girls to enter the porn industry. And maybe that's correct. I don't know if it's correct or not. But I think the activities that she engages in, uh, the pornography industry is an industry that has ruined many lives, has corrupted many lives. It has ruined many marriages. And I don't believe that it's being intolerant to tell her, this is not the place for you to engage with these impressionable young people on politics. Ben Shapiro can come in there and he can engage on politics. And he will engage on politics. And he's like-minded with us on politics. That's a political conference. It's not a lifestyle conference. It's not a theological conference. So I have no problem with them running her off. And uh, I think it was the right decision and the smart decision.